0: everyone happy Easter
1: I'm Pam and I'm Olivia and this is April 10th also known as National Farm Animals Day National Sibling Day and National Encourage a Young Writer Today do you know any young writers mom what would you say to encourage any young writers out there
0: I would say to write about what you know. So if there is something that you happen to know a lot about and you're excited about, that that would be a great first thing to write about because you have lots of information to pull from. That's a good tip.
1: Yeah. For all you classic rock fans out
0: there, today
1: was the day that the Beatles broke up. It is also the day that the Titanic set sail in 1912 and the start of the China ping-pong diplomacy in 1971. China's ping-pong diplomacy in 1971 was a significant event in international relations. The Chinese government invited the United States ping-pong team to visit China, marking the first time American athletes had been allowed into the country since 1949. The visit led to a thawing of relations between the two countries, which had been estranged for over two decades. The event paved the way for a historic visit to China by President Richard Nixon the following year, which was a turning point in the normalization of U.S.-China relations. The ping-pong diplomacy served as a crucial moment in the Cold War era and remains an iconic symbol of sports diplomacy. Some facts about ping-pong is that when it was invented in the late 1880s in England, it was originally created as an indoor version of tennis that could be played during the winter months. Many names for the sport include parlor tennis, pim-pam, pom-pom, cosmia, and my favorite, whiff-waff.
0: Oh, I think whiff-waff has to be my favorite, too. (laughs) I think because I often whiff-waff with my paddle when I'm trying to hit the (laughs) ping-pong ball. (laughs) Now for our word of the day. Today's word is bamboozle, which means to deceive or get the better of someone. In other words, it's another way to say you tricked someone. It made its first appearance in English around 1700. The word itself allegedly originates from the French word bombazine, which means to make a baboon out of someone. An example would be, I felt completely bamboozled when the magician made the car disappear right before my eyes. Can you use the word bamboozled this week? Our trivia
1: today will be unique. How many sheep are in Ireland? A, 3.1 million. B, 2.7 million. Or C, 5.2 million. We'll come back to that later. Speaking of farm animals, Robert Louis Stevenson wrote a poem about cows, conveniently titled Cows. The friendly cow, all red and white, I love with all my heart. She gives me cream with all her might, to eat with apple tart. She wanders lowering here and there, and yet she cannot stray, all in the pleasant open air, the pleasant light of day. And blown by all the winds that pass, and wet with all the showers. She walks among the meadow grass and eats the meadow flowers.
0: Oh, I always love a good poem about cows. You know, our Gigi, your grandmother, she has a giant picture of a cow in her kitchen named Bill. And we see him every time we visit. Actually, Thomas always looks forward to seeing Bill. Yeah, he does. And now back to our trivia.
1: How many sheep are in Ireland? A. 3.1 million b 2.7 million or c 5.2 million the irish sheep population is 5.2 million surpassing the human population of 4.8 million i think it'd be very cool to live in a country where there are more sheep than people
0: i'm not so sure about that National Farm Animals Day reminds me of a story that I loved from my childhood, and this may be a favorite of yours too. A little red hen lived in a barnyard. She spent almost all of her time walking around the barnyard in her pickety-peckety fashion, scratching everywhere for worms. She dearly loved fat, delicious worms and felt they were absolutely necessary to the health of her children. As often as she found a worm, she would call chuck, chuck, chuck to her chickies. When they gathered about her, she would distribute choice morsels of her tidbit. A busy little body was she. A cat usually napped lazily in the barn door, not even bothering herself to scare the rat who ran here and there as he pleased. And as for the pig who lived in the sty, he did not care what happened as long as he could eat and grow fat. One day, the little red hen found a seed. It was a wheat seed, but the little red hen was so accustomed to bugs and worms that she supposed this to be some new and perhaps very delicious kind of meat. She bit it gently and found that it resembled a worm in no way whatsoever as to taste, although because it was long and slender, a little red hen might be easily fooled by its appearance. Carrying it about, she made many inquiries as to what it might be. She found it was a wheat seed and that if planted, it would grow up and when ripe could be made into flour and then into bread. When she discovered that, she knew it ought to be planted. She was so busy hunting food for herself and her family that naturally she thought she ought not take time to plant it. So she thought of the pig, upon whom time must hang heavily, and of the cat who had nothing to do, and of the great fat rat with his idle hours. And she called loudly, who will plant the seed? But the pig said, not I. And the cat said, not I. And the rat said, not I. Well, then, said the little red hen, I will. And she did. Then she went on with her daily duties through the long summer days, scratching for worms and feeding her chicks while the pig grew fat and the cat grew fat and the rat grew fat. And the wheat grew tall and ready for harvest. So one day, the little red hen chanced to notice how large the wheat was and that the grain was ripe. So she ran about calling briskly, who will cut the wheat? The pig said, not I. The cat said, not I. And the rat said, not I. Well then, said the little red hen, I will. And she did. "'She got the sickle from among the farmer's tools in the barn "'and proceeded to cut off all of the big plant of wheat. "'On the ground lay the nicely cut wheat, "'ready to be gathered and threshed. "'But the newest and yellowest and the downiest "'of Mrs. Hen's chicks set up a peep-peep-peeping "'in their most vigorous fashion, "'proclaiming to the world at large, "'but most particularly to their mother, "'that she was neglecting them. "'Poor little red hen!' She felt quite bewildered and hardly knew where to turn. Her attention was sorely divided between her duty to her children and her duty to the wheat, for which she felt responsible. So again, in a very hopeful tone, she called out, Who will thresh the wheat? But the pig with a grunt said, Not I. And the cat with a meow said, Not I. And the rat with a squeak said, Not I. So the little red hen, looking, it must be admitted, rather discouraged, said, Well, I will then. And she did. Of course, she had to feed her babies first, though. And when she had gotten them all to sleep for their afternoon nap, she went out and threshed the wheat. Then she called out, Who will carry the wheat to the mill to be ground? Turning their backs with snippy glee, the pig said, Not I. And the cat said, not I. And the rat said, not I. So the good little red hen could do nothing but say, I will then. And she did. Carrying the sack of wheat, she trudged off to the distant mill. There she ordered the wheat ground into beautiful white flour. When the miller brought her the flour, she walked slowly back all the way to her barnyard in her own pickety-peckety fashion. She even managed, in spite of her load, to catch a nice, juicy worm now and then, and had one left for the babies when she reached them. Those cunning little fluffballs were so glad to see their mother. For the first time, they really appreciated her. After this strenuous day, Mrs. Hen retired to her slumbers earlier than usual. Indeed, before the colors came out into the sky, the herald the setting of the sun, her usual bedtime hour. She would have liked to sleep late in the morning, but her chicks, joining in the morning chorus of the hen yard, drove away all hopes of such a luxury. Even as she sleepily half-opened one eye, the thought came to her that today that wheat must somehow be made into bread. She was not in the habit of making bread, although, of course... Anyone can make it if he or she follows the recipe with care, and she knew perfectly well that she could do it if necessary. So after her children were fed and made sweet and fresh for the day, she hunted up the pig, the cat, and the rat. Still confident that they would surely help her someday, she sang out, Who will make the bread? Alas for the little red hen. Once more her hopes were dashed, for the pig said, Not I. The cat said, not I, and the rat said, you guessed it, not I. So the little red hen said once more, I will then, and she did. Feeling that she might have known all the time that she would have to do it all herself, she went and put on a fresh apron and a spotless cook's cap. First of all, she set the dough as was proper. When it was time, she brought out the molding board and the baking tins, molded the bread, divided it into loaves, and put them into the oven to bake. All the while, the cat sat lazily by, giggling and chuckling. And close at hand, the vain rat powdered his nose and admired himself in a mirror. And in the distance could be heard the long-drawn snores of the dozing pig. At last, the great moment arrived. A delicious odor was wafted upon the autumn breeze. Everywhere, the barnyard citizen sniffed the air with delight. The red hen ambled in her pickety-peckety way toward the source of all this excitement. Although she appeared to be perfectly calm, in reality, she could only with difficulty restrain an impulse to dance and sing, for had she not done all the work on this wonderful bread? Small wonder that she was the most excited person in the barnyard. She did not know whether the bread would be fit to eat, but joy of joys, when the lovely brown loaves came out of the oven, they were done to perfection. Then, probably because she had acquired the habit, the red hen called, Who will eat the bread? All the animals in the barnyard were watching hungrily and smacking their lips in anticipation. And the pig said, I will. The cat said, I will. The rat said, I will. But the little red hen said, No, you won't. I will. And. She did.
1: Today is National Sibling Day, and you can learn many interesting things about siblings. Like, did you know you spend more time with your sibling than anyone else? Or did you know that younger siblings tend to have fewer allergies? Something interesting I saw was that siblings tend to share the same bad habits. Hmm. And my personal favorite was that older siblings tend to be smarter than their younger siblings. There's so many interesting things about siblings that you could learn. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Wonder World podcast. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating or review. The ratings and reviews that you leave over there help us get word out about the podcast to more families. Reviews like the one from Annabelle KG, who said, thank you for the great content for my kids to listen to. Thank you, Annabelle, so much for leaving that review. Also, don't forget, if we have any resource or image links that we talk about in the show, we'll include them in the show notes for the episode to help you explore further. You can find all of that at wonderworldpodcast.com. Until we meet again, keep wondering.